Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before I start my whole intro, I'd like to say I'm very thankful that I've gotten to become a part of the Puckle community. And that Thatch lets me do my crazy voices every week for this show. Anyway, thanks, guys. And coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it is the one, the only, Puckle Podcast, with a few tips and tricks for you this week. Cue the epic music. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Fuck off! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again. again. Listen to the show with a phone and never ends. It's Fuck off! Fuck off! Oh yeah. Fuck off! And welcome to the 314th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my capable co-hosts, Shamu, and the Fluffiest Moonsicut. And as always, we're here to bring you another Pucklicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that both Whimsicott and Shamu came up with in 2007. Nice. Yeah, it is a lie. So I want to go ahead and welcome you if you're new to the show. Welcome back if you're old. We like having you all here, and it's a good time. We have a good show for you guys today. As always, we're going to start the intro, just some intro babble. Then we'll go into some recent news that's been going on in the Pokemon sphere. Other than Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon coming out. On top of that, we're going to be talking about, we're going to do our Poke Quiz afterwards. We're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. We're going to follow that up with our topic today, which is Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon tips and tricks while you're playing. So that some things that you might not know maybe helps you out on your second playthrough. And on top of that, we're going to then go to our Pokemon of the episode and wrap things up with our mailbag. So I'll start the show like I do every week, guys. And I want to know, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? Beat the game. <laughs> uh, beat the game. I'm just Shamu. I beat the game. It's it's been uh it's been less than 48 hours. It's whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, that's it. Nothing else. Nothing new. Uh, no. We just okay, had an okay. episode. I'll- we did just do a live episode. This is true. I didn't ask you what you've been up to in Pokemon on the last one, so. Well, it's pretty obvious what we've been up to in Pokemon. Yeah, we've been up to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. This is going to be a boring one. What about you, Whimsicott? What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Oh, gee, I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I was playing Pokemon Ultra Sun. I just 
barely managed to beat Lana's trial, I was not expecting that totem Pokemon. I think we can all agree that all of the totems are way harder than they should be. They well, they I like them being this hard. Yeah, I honestly, this is more of a challenge than gyms were. Yeah, one v one single battle is nothing compared to these. Just like a, I think just having a two on one like beefed up Pokemon. Yeah, just helps everything. Yes, it's really hard, and suddenly I'm really grateful to Erin, the teacher, for ending my Nuzlocke so early so that I don't have to suffer the burning disappointment of having my poor Fluffy <laughs> stuck there in front of two water types in the rain, spiderwebbed, and unable to switch out or survive for a single turn and a half. <laughs> oh, man. I can imagine. Yeah, no, it's... uh. I, I mean, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. It's just a thing. It happened. We got a new game. I can't tell you what else we've been doing because I've been playing the game. I've been spending so much time just getting, like, content stuff ready. And I haven't had time to... Well, I've been playing the game significantly. I'm almost I'm almost done with it. I'm very close. I'm very excited to hit uh, the fourth island here. With it. By the end of the day, I'm going to hit the fourth island. And then hopefully I can wrap it up on Monday. Yeah, because there's no way you can wrap it up today at this point. Like, you, you could probably pull it off Monday if you play for a while. But if you don't mm-hmm. play, you'll probably, like, I want to say if you get past the fourth island today, you'll still need, like, a yeah, solid, I might, like, I might try to finish it up on stream later this week, because yeah. I have some time. Because, well, where are you right now? Are you at third island, or? I'm at third island. I just finished Ace of uh, trial. You probably still got, I would say, like, eight hours of time ahead of you, if not more. Yeah, I mean, I know I still have to go through Poetown yeah. more than likely, because this game is so, this game is very similar to Sun and Moon. It literally and only changes, like, Something near the At the end. fourth island. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. It. I very much appreciate you not going into details, guys. Thank you yeah. very much. But what 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 I can say about this is that by the time the episode comes out, I might be where you guys are. <laughs> I I think you could beat it before the time the episode comes out. I have a very full work week, and that's unlike fair. you, that's fair. Thatch, my significant other does not play Pokemon alongside me. So. That's true. That's what she's doing right now. I'm recording a podcast. She gets to play. I have to record a podcast. So uh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my life is awful. My life is awful. I have to run a semi-successful podcast with, uh, <laughs> instead of playing Pokemon. Honestly, I wish I could play Pokemon right now. We, we've been doing so much content that I'm just like, man, I want to be done with it so I can go play Pokemon. <laughs> well, to be fair, you were playing during the live episode. So. Yes, I was. I was I was playing during the live episode. That VOD's still up. That'll be up even when this episode comes out if you want to watch the VOD while it's uh, while it's still up. Or you can just listen to the live episode. That was 313. You probably already listened to it. So that's fine. Yeah, Hopefully. so... Hopefully. If you haven't, you're yeah. missing out. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They led me on a wild goose chase with the Celebi nonsense, and... Ahem, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I... have I, no idea. Yeah, it wasn't you and Jashiro at all. Just nope. being, like, overly excited. Nope. All right. So, I I mean, that, I guess that's it. for This is a short intro segment. We usually do more. But that's that's on us for just playing Pokemon and wanting to talk about awesome Pokemon things. So I guess we'll just go ahead and kick it on over to the the news then. So let's cue that epic music.
Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we've got a few things. Uh, first being that Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon came out, if you didn't already know by the title of this episode, that came out. Second, if you haven't already, go download your Rock Rough. It's available until the end of January in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. In Ultra Sun, it knows Fire Fang, and in Ultra Moon, it gets Thunder Fang. And this Rock Rough is the only one that can evolve into mid or Dusk Form Lycanroc. That's the name. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Dusk Form Lycanroc uh, evolves between 5 p.m. and 5 uh, and 6 p.m. Essentially, 5:59 is what they say. 6 p.m. is too late, guys. You get 60 mm-hmm. minutes exactly. But you can go download that right now until the end of January. It's the pre-order bonus. And, yeah, don't miss out. It's the only time you can get Dusk Form Lycanroc probably until the next game. When they just decide, oh, you can just get it anyway. You can still breed it, but that's the only way you can actually still get it. All right. So we're going to move on, though, to some more news. Uh, Second, uh, because all three of us, I think, are actually somewhat excited about this news, or could be. There is a new Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon 3DS theme. Uh, I do have to say that is not as cool as the 3DS theme that came out recently uh, with Gold and Silver. I'm a much bigger fan of those. But if you want Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon theme, you can get Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon theme with both forms of Necrozma just like everywhere on your screen. Mm, I'll have to look into this. I haven't been on Cerebi because I haven't finished the game yet and I don't want any spoilers. But, you know, right now I have that, mm, what was it, that star-themed theme theme, uh, Mm -hmm. that came out a while ago with the... Oh, it was so beautiful with all of the Pokemon constellations, Cosmog and Pikachu. I love it. Yeah, no, there's just... uh, There's also another Pikachu one coming to... It's out in, I believe, Europe right now, not in the, not North America. It's out in Europe and Japan only. It is like Pikachu hanging out on a beach. Uh, it's called Pikachu and Pokeball. That came out this weekend as well, but only in Europe. After visiting Pikachu Valley, I'm all Pikachu'd out. Right? No, yeah. all of the Pikachu love everywhere, let me tell you. All right, so that, that, just some themes. It's just one of those things. If you're interested in it, go check it out. Uh, finally, in the news, because this is being recorded, I'm sure there's going to be something else that drops during this week, but we're pre-recording this due to the holiday. So uh, the other thing is what dropped was we learned that there's going to be a Pokemon Go event, which should be titled affectionately, Please Come Back and Play Pokemon Go. So, and buy our things and do microtransactions because it is called, it is a global catch record, uh, a global catch challenge it's essentially the uh festival or the global mission in ultra sun ultra moon but in pokemon go mm-hmm. from november 20th to 26th the goal is to collectively catch three billion pokemon amongst all of the pokemon go players and honestly that i guess that's not a terrible goal for pokemon go uh i they they know the statistics better than we do i i'll say that they probably know the statistics better than we do absolutely I just, I didn't want to let you rant on for another 10 minutes about this, because by the time this episode comes out... It's going to be over, right? It's going to be over, <laughs> yes. That's so true. You caught me. I, I, like, the math in my head didn't even make any sense. I'm actually really surprised that that's happening, because if you, if it, we'll know by the time this comes out, uh, but we'll know if there's going to be a Farfetch'd or a Kangaskhan uh, spawn happening in Pokemon Go if you get 3 billion catches. As well, exactly. I think you get, you get... Uh, Lure modules last for six hours, uh, times two experience, 
and times two stardust from captures. So, I mean, that's something that's exciting. That I think be what's fun. interesting about this is that they dropped the news, like, uh, breaking the Two fourth wall completely. A couple of hours. No, 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 no. The, yeah. the, the oh, event hours, is on yeah. right now, as oh. we speak. Like, oh, wow. The news said, okay, the event starts now. And <laughs> that's extremely confusing to me. Like, mm-hmm. did they look at their quarterly report and say, oh, no, 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 we need more right now. More money now. I honestly wonder if they've just seen, like, a lag in people playing. I I see this, like, toying with us and, like, giving us partial parts of Generations. They've done this both times with the release of Gen 2 and Gen 3. Where they're just like, here's a couple of Pokemon right now. And you can only get them in these very specific cir- circumstances. So I'm really wondering if that's just part of their mentality right now. I don't know, though. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, I agree. I entirely agree. <laughs> I agree. But that's it for the news right now. There's not too much else going on, obviously. Uh, the the Video Game Championships European International is wrapping up today as well while as we're recording. I don't know if we got the ends of that yet. I mean, probably it's 9.30 in oh, the Oh, yes. UK, no, it, it so. is over. It is over. They did announce the Oceanic, um, the Oceanic Regionals, or Internationals, I should say. The Oceanic Internationals will be taking place on February 9th through 11th in Sydney, Australia. So that's unexciting. I mean, we knew that was going to happen, right? So, yeah, that happened. You could check that out if you want to go to the international championships in Australia. I think they're going to follow the schedule very similar to what they did last year. Probably. I I see. The only problem I had with it was they are doing an international in this uh, season in an older format. And I don't know how I feel about that. I, I guess it lets a lot of dumb, legacy. Honestly. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. But I'm sure there's somebody out there that does VGC that's going to be like, oh, this is the way you should do it. Because you can let players do it like this. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, yeah, but at Worlds, those players who have the championship points from that aren't going to be as good at the format. If they got all their championships from the international. Because if you win the international, you've got enough to qualify for Worlds. And I, I don't know. I don't know, that's just me. I'm just here. I'm just, I, I'm not going to Worlds, so I don't know what I'm saying. Uh. Personally, I thought, like, they could have scheduled it, like, for, I don't know, the beginning of December. Yeah, like just, they did last year. Yeah, exactly. Just putting it the very weekend of the release on Ultra, of Ultrasound and Ultra Moon is like telling everyone who's interested in this, you either come to this or you enjoy our brand new game. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, to be fair, I think a lot of VGC players are only interested in the VGC side of things, but I'm sure that's not true for all of them. I know there's a, you hear a lot of stories about people who didn't actually play through the game that are going to these events. And I think the biggest thing is you can tell when people are cheating because they'll build Pokemon with certain Z crystals. And they actually started catching people with this by catching where people were in the game. Mm-hmm. and looking at the Z-Crystals attached to their Pokemon. Like, a big one would be, hey, you're only on the third island, but you have Flyneum Z in yeah. Sun and Moon. And they, they would catch people and be like, you shouldn't have that. That's illegal. You're going to get kicked out. You obviously hacked. So mm-hmm. I know that was happening. Not That wasn't widespread, but it was happening. So just check. I, that's one thing. I think it's just 
silly that people do it. They're like, they, they're that into competitive battling that they're just like, Hey, let's cast a part way. Like the base foundation of the franchise. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you like Pokemon even a bit, it's like 20 hours of your life. It's yeah. not so long. Yeah. And I mean, the games are good. The sun and moon and ultra sun and moon, I think are fantastic games to play through. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They are a blast. Yeah. I think they're fun games to play through. I more so than certain other games. Looking at you, Gen Three. Hey. Yeah, you heard it. I, well, Gen Three was better than Gen Five, at least. I just, yes. I, I, you guys, do you know how many times I've managed to play through Gen Four? No. One, one, because then I was bored to tears. It sounds like a personal problem. Sounds like a good mm. game to me. Yeah. <laughs> It left such an impact on you that you never needed to play again. I'm sure that was the reason. So I think that's it for the news. I don't think we have any Puckle news at the moment outside of uh, don't forget that we're doing a charity stream at the end of December. Uh, We'll have more details for that hopefully within the next week or two uh, that everybody can check out. We're in the process of scheduling everything and figuring out how everything's going to work. We're hoping to premiere the Puckle doc on it. So that's going to be really exciting. Ethan's, Ethan's tidying that up for us. And yeah, uh, check that out and watch YouTube videos when they come out and other things. Yeah. Yeah. And eat some turkey. Okay. So that's it for the news, guys. We're going to go quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge in Puckles Poke Quiz. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz. As always, this is the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. We are going to have five questions. One of them is worth two points. On top of that, uh, you guys have one hint that you can use on any of the questions. And if you get all of the questions right, you can actually cash that hint in for an extra point at the end for a total of seven points. So if you guys are ready, let's get started. Ready? Sure. I guess so. Perfect. Okay, so all of these questions actually come from Linian, and they all have a roughly Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon theme to them, except for one question that is directed explicitly towards Whimsicott. Oh, no. So, first question. The Ultra Recon Squad, a team of otherworldly explorers, have entered into the games. In contrast to the plant-based themes of Alola, their names are all themed around something else. What is it? Seaweed. Seaweed. Is that is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, seaweed is the answer. They are all named after types of seaweed. I am happy that you guys got that so quickly because I don't need content. Whatever. All right. <laughs> so that's one Sorry. point for you guys. <laughs> that's one point. Uh, we're going to move on then to question number two, also from Linian. With the introduction of new forms, certain Pokemon have hit strange milestones. As of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, what is the only line of Pokemon to have four potential abilities? That is Necrozma. And that's with Pokemon family. Not We're not including Necrozma. Repeat the question real quick. Just I want to make sure I'm hearing this. With the introduction of new forms, certain Pokemon have hit strange milestones. As, Elf, as of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, what is the only line of Pokemon to have four potential abilities? 
four. Um, I have no idea because this would is it be Lycan, to me. Wait, would it be Lycanroc? Oh, wait, you're right. Lycanroc. Yes, we have it's tough the Lycanroc family. Tough claws and um. Oh no! Yeah, because um, rock rock. Yeah, craft. tough claws. Um, y- you know, on yeah. tempo, and um, I don't know all of the rock rough, but I just know like whatever rock rough had. Then we have no guard. We have sand yeah. rush. We have tough yeah, claws. Yeah, no guard. So, sand rush. So like so like and, and rock yes. line. Yes, you're right. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, Rockruff and Lycanroc are the only Pokemon right now that can have four potential abilities due to Dusk Form Lycanroc and Rockruff itself getting own tempo now this generate or now due to the Dusk Form Lycanroc. So good job on you guys. That's two points for today. You guys are doing really well. So in addition to all of the new forms we're getting in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we also see the welcome return of Move Tutors. Move Tutors expand the move pools of a ton of Pokemon. And several unique signature moves have become more available. It turns out there's another Pokemon now that gets first impression. What Pokemon is that? Farfetch'd. Outside of Galissapod. Farfetch'd. Say that again. Farfetch'd. That, is that your final yes, answer? that is my final answer. That is correct. Uh, that's three points for you guys today. You guys are doing uh, real well here. That is correct uh, and hilarious. I didn't know that yet. Yeah, Farfetch gets first impression from Move Tutors. Isn't that exciting? Or is it? Or is it Egg Move? Oh, uh, it's not Move Tutors. I don't believe it must be Egg Move because they expand Egg Moves for a lot of Pokemon in this game as because well. Because first impression is not a Move Tutor. If it was, it wouldn't be just Farfetch'd. Mm-hmm. Be it wouldn't just be Farfetch'd. It must be Egg Move. That's what I think. All right. So, question number four. Now, this one's not Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. This one's uh, this. The theme of this question is Italy. Curious. Uh. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so this one, this one has uh, two answers. One point for each answer. Um, in 2011, a Pokemon tour called Pokemon Camp toured through Italy. What Pokemon did they give out at this event? I did not even know this was a thing. I figured it's fine. I just thought you know it'd be a fun factoid question. Pokemon Camp went through uh, Italy in 2011. And they gave out two Pokemon at this event. Uh, this was Gen 5, by the way, because it's 2011. I I haven't the faintest clue. I guess, I guess we, we uh, use our hint. Um, yeah, I like that. Because Let's okay. use our hint. So the, the uh, hint would be these are both bug types, and they're both from Gen 5 because it's Gen 5. 2011's Gen 5. Okay. One um, could have been Genesect. No, it wouldn't, they wouldn't. I don't think they would have given out a legendary for this. Oh. They have something to do with each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, I, oh, I, I remember it, it. It's it's yeah. Shamist and uh, uh Carablast? Carablast. I assume yeah. it was the baby, and not the uh, evolutions. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct on both accounts. That is uh, both Shelmet and Carablast were available at this event because you could trade them and you could get their evolutions. Yeah. So that is what they gave out at the Pokemon Pokemon Camp Tour in Italy <laughs> that Whimsicott <laughs> apparently didn't know about. It was also probably when you were just getting back into Pokemon anyway. So um, No, I had gotten back uh, into Pokemon oh. a, a little while before that, but um, I guess I wasn't following local events as closely. Obviously. 
You, you didn't know me yet, so you weren't obsessed. Uh, not like you're going to tell me about local events in Italy not, anyway, but... <laughs> I'm not going to. You tell me about local events in Italy. I didn't know when Mori was going to be there, so... that That's five, uh, five questions correct then for you guys so far today. Um, this is just helping Shamu's lead. Yep. So, uh, next question, as I always ask you guys, is a base stat question. So, I want to know about grass-type Pokemon this week. No. So, what grass-type Pokemon... Has the highest base attack stat. Highest base attack? Cartana? Cartana is, I think, actually one of them, if not the highest, but... Um, let's think. There's only one. Yeah, no, there's only one, yeah. Um, Cartana's got 149, I believe. Cartana has, like, 180-something. Oh, okay, never mind. It's Cartana. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> uh, so that gives you guys six points for today. Um, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, you guys did the best out of anything in a while. Let's see. So where is when? Oh, wow. Okay. So this changes up the leaderboard significantly um, because Whimsicott gets to jump like 50 places today. Ooh. So I know. Isn't this exciting? So uh, I'd like to remind everybody that the co-hosts are playing against each other every week. We have several co-hosts that are playing against each other. And it's a race to 30 points. So whoever gets the 31st wins and gets a prize. We don't know what the prize is this time. It's probably coasters. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and list everything off here. So we're going to go ahead and say in first place, we now have Dr. Shamu with 19 points. Oh, wow. Uh. In second place, we technically have Team I Choose You. As a, <laughs> which consists of Beaverla <laughs> and Mrs. T as a one-time event. Uh, in, so in real second place, we have Jushiro and Whimsicott tied for second with Ooh. 10 points. In fourth place, we have Basket with nine points. In fifth place, we have a three-way tie between Sublime, Scrawn, and Viger. In ninth place, or in eighth place, we have Maximus with four points. In ninth place, we have Snagging Gator tied for uh tied for yeah ninth. So that's it for this week, guys, in this issue of Pokey Quiz. So tune in next week for another edition of it when I have, I believe it is Shamu and Shamu you're coming back next week. Shamu and Sublime will be on next week. <laughs> so Shamu just he like really wants those coasters. <laughs> he really wants more coasters. Uh alright, so that is gonna be it for Pokey Quizzes, guys. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. All right, here we go. And on to the topic. The topic today is going to be tips and tricks for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, as per the title suggestion. Uh, <laughs> so these are just some little things that are new to Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon from Sun and Moon that we thought were... were uh, Things to talk about. Yeah, that's the way to say it. So, 
I'm going to go down this list of things that we all came up with this week or this weekend, I should say, and talk about them and their impact on the gameplay. So I think the first one is going to be the one that I really like, and that is the updated island scan in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I'm really, I really like this because this is how they decided to distribute other gen starters in this generation. Every generation, for those of you that don't know, they somehow make the previous gen starters available in odd ways. And this is the first one. Uh, this is how they're doing it this generation because you have the, you have the gen two and gen five starters in sun and moon available by island scan. And they're just like, well, we have four more islands and they shove the rest of the starters in there. And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. I love it. So let me, I'm just going to go through a few of the changes. I think every Pokemon outside of the starters is the same, but the starters are, I think, where everything just uh, goes crazy. So let me pull up my list. I should have had it open beforehand. I'm so unprofessional. Okay. So Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur are all available on Melee Melee Island. Charmander's available on Sunday, Squirtle on Monday, and Bulbasaur on Friday. So definitely, like, if you want a Kanto starter, I, that's how what I did with the game. I got the game on Friday, and I island scanned right away, and then I got my Bulbasaur. <laughs> so that's that's definitely a cool way to go about it, and it's something, I don't know. If you want different starters, it's really fun to go through the game with Kanto starters. If you want the Hoenn starters, the Generation 3 starters, you can get those on Akala Island, Combuskin on Tuesdays, Grovile on Fridays, and Marsh Tomps on Saturdays. So, hey, check that out. Uh, you can get the Gen 4 starters, the best Gen starters, um, <clears throat> on I on Ula Ula Island. You can get Prinplup on Tuesdays, Grottle on Wednesdays, and Monferno's on Fridays. Monferno is probably the way to go. I think Monferno's the best one. I love Infernape. Mm-hmm. I, if I would have gotten there on Friday, I might have tried to island scan for that. But unfortunately, I did not play as fast as Shamu. <laughs> Nobody and plays fast as Shamu. Yeah. And finally, if you want the Generation 6 starters, you can go ahead and get those on Pony Island. And it's Chestnut on Thursdays, Greninja on Fridays, and Del Fox on Saturdays. Now, just as a reminder, just a helpful reminder, you cannot SOS these Pokemon. So you can't get their hidden abilities, which kind of sucks, especially for Greninja. Like, Greninja, you want protein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want you want protein, and you're not gonna. Be, you can only get torrent through the island scan, and I mean you can't get like rain dish or anything. I don't know why they wouldn't let you SOS those. It just seems really odd to me, but it's what they decided, and I didn't make the game, so take that for what you will. They all come with special moves as well. It's a lot of fun. It's gonna be. It's just a blast. Uh, Bulbasaur was garbage. It was grassy terrain. So. <laughs> Moving on though, um, Battle Agency. Have you guys tried Battle Agency yet? Uh, no. Um, Whimsicott, you're not far enough. Uh, I want to call Island, dude. You're not too far off from Battle Agency. Wait, you're not is too it far a post game? No, Battle Agency opens up um, in uh, what is it called after Sophocles' trial? You don't know this, but right now I look like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, it comes I'm after. I'm smiling so hard. It comes after it comes after Sophocles' trial because it's in Festival Plaza. Oh. Surprise, surprise! Because it does require an internet connection to play. It's upsetting because we were all hoping it was more like Battle Factory, and so they found a way to ruin Battle Factory uh, to some extent. It's still really fun. I, I'm a, I'm still a big fan of Battle Agency, and I do want to try it going forward. 
And so the way Battle Agency works, though, differently than Battle, um, than the Battle Frontier Battle Factory did, is that you have to you choose partners for friends for your other two Pokemon. So you get one, you get to choose one from three Pokemon, and then you go to your the people that are online in your Festival Plaza, and you can pick one of their Pokemon. Now the difference here is the Pokemon they have depends on what rank they are, what moves it has, the stats, and everything. So you should make friends. Maybe on the Puckle Discord. I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe that's a good place to do it. With, that also play Battle Agency so that they are also ranked up. So they also have higher level Pokemon that you can play with. Mm. So just look into that. Because there are. I think there's a ton of ranks for Battle Agency. It goes um, up. Because every, every rank you get a level. I think you, I don't know if you said that or not. It's every three battles or, you get a level. Yeah. I think. And you, you can go a, up to level 100 I believe. It's up to level 100? Insane. I, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know that's 50 grades, and I thought it was every grade you get a level. Uh, I, I agree. That is the grade. That is what a grade is. It is the levels in Battle Agency. And you can go up to 50. I can look into it real quick and just double check. Yeah, absolutely. If you would, that would be fantastic. It looks like... Oh, you do get higher level Pokemon, actually. You you are correct. Yeah, because, uh, is this only up to this? Yeah, it's going to be easier, though. Um, yeah, you want to try to, you want to try to get the people who are the best yeah, to do Yeah, level 100. It. Level 100 is a cap, yeah. so. It's a level 100. That's nuts. So, yeah. Well, maybe level 50. No, level 50 makes more sense than level 100. No, it. To you, me. You start at level 50. Yeah, and so you go to level 100 yes. after that, right? Yeah. And so that means there's 50 ranks yep. in, ba- there's 50 grades in Battle Agency. Yeah. That makes more sense. So yeah, it's actually really cool though. After every ten grades, you'll get a boss battle too. It's and you can get bottle caps, gold bottle caps, and it's amazing. Wow! It just helps you. Out. Yeah, it's a great way to get gold bottle caps. You just need to make sure you make a lot of friends. That's just my that's my tip for you. Make a lot of friends. This this reminded me when I found out how it worked and I was looking into it and everything. It made me really rem- it reminded me a lot of uh, friend safaris from X and Y. Yeah. In that it's a little bit more work required on your part to do it. But if you make friends in like a community such as Puckle or any other community that you're in, you can actually build up, you know, your battle agency as opposed to – and just like your friend safari. You'd build up your friend safari by having more friends. Right? Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a subreddit from this. <laughs> Probably. I, I'm really enjoying this. It's like I'm going to help you even – like from afar, even passively. I like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big proponent of it. Just in general, I'm just a really big fan of a lot of Pokemon stuff like this. So uh, this is one of them that you said, and I hope you can expand on it, Whimsicott. Uh, you message, you told me that we should talk about the messages in a bottle. Yes. That you find. Sublime it- mentioned one in the last episode, and mm-hmm. it was evident to me that he didn't know there's more than one. Yeah, there's more than one. The first one I found in the little beach on Melamela Sea. And each message in a bottle essentially gives you a little story, a little subquest, where you have to deliver the message to someone who so far has been on the same island. And you get a little reward for uh, doing this little item. But honestly, I, I thought the story itself was the reward. It was very, I don't know, romantic. 
melancholic. I don't know. I really liked it. It it added so much to the world. Okay. Like if you talk to the bellhop outside Taitsong Hotel and you know, you keep insisting on talking to him. He's going to tell you his life story, essentially. That's awesome. And when you go inside and you talk to the manager of the hotel, you have essentially a chance to tell him about the bellhop's problems. And he says, you know, you can do something for the guy. Bring him that certain Pokemon. I haven't been able to yet, but I'm really curious to see how the story ends. And... They're not just making the Pokemon in the Pokemon world more real, such as the Pokemon you can, you know, play with in the environment. They're making the people more real, and it's so immersive. I love it. Ooh, I feel like this... I don't know. They did a really good job with this game. This is a really good job. Uh, Snag thinks it's just, like, what they should have done with Sun and Moon, but I think it's one of those things where, like, we made this awesome game, which was Sun and Moon, and then you gave us another year to work on it. And yeah. th- th- I mean, yeah, if you give anybody extra time to work on something, it's going to be better as, uh, as an artist. You like you can feel that. So moving on, though, uh, <laughs> moving on. And I think Shamu will like this next one um, just because we're both competitive players. And I think it's a huge thing. So another tip, you can get Flinium Z right out the gate in this game. You don't have to wait until Machamp shove like in Sun and Moon. It's incredibly helpful to have it early on, too, with like just. Me using Oracorio made it work. I mean, it's the one thing that got me through Lana's trial. Yeah, the fact that you can get... Well, fly, flying type is actually a really good type. I don't know if anybody realizes this. It is... uh, th- Like, that and ice type, I think, are very good offensive types. Mm-hmm. And so flying EMZ is still in the same location it was before, but it no longer requires Machamp Shove to get to it. It is in uh, 10 Carat Hill. So you need Toro. So you need to beat, um, you need to beat Hala to get to it. So I still suggest picking it up because if you're going to run any flying type, which are a lot of early game Pokemon, yeah, and you the, can get oh. Supersonic Sky Strike and it's going to hit for neutral damage on a lot of things. So take that out. So the other thing that I think is helpful for battles, I'm going to skip the one thing on our list and move to the next one and we'll come back, is that the totem stickers that are around everywhere... Mm-hmm. are super nice to have, like in excess. Just collect all of them that you can because it can give you a Pokemon that helps you beat a trial early on because uh, one of the other things of note in this game is that the totem battles are absolutely awful. They're oh, hard. They're... They, they are actually difficult. I think they found a great way to up the difficulty of a Pokemon game outside of gym battles is that a two-on-one scenario is really difficult for you to do. Especially if the two on one, like they supplement each other really well. They yeah. they use so, like torment a lot, mm-hmm. and they do. It's like and that just like shuts down a lot of mo- most people because they just like oh I'm gonna use this move on something that's because it, it super effective. Yeah, so you're gonna keep using the same move, try to will it down, but then if you get tormented, then it's like oh no, you gotta use something different. And it's like what am I get? Some sometimes you have a move, sometimes you don't. And that that's what brings me to the totem Pokemon thing. Because in certain versions, you can get certain po- totem Pokemon, um, and like the totem Marowak, you can get that, and that helps out if you're fighting a Lorantis per se, right? Mm-hmm. So say you say you caught the Cubone, but you haven't gotten to the point that you can evolve your evolve it into a Marowak. Well, if you get the proper number of totem stickers, you can go get the Alolan Marowak right off the gate. Because there's nothing really different about the totem Pokemon and their normal versions. Other than one, their ability is locked, which kind of sucks for Marowak. 
Um, and two, that they're just larger. Like, that's the only thing. They can't be, like, sky dropped. I it's think that's like, the it's only like thing. It's like sky drop. Um, and heavy slam heavy, and grass knot. Yeah, pretty much. Just a weight-based thing. They're what are yeah. changed. Because they're technically heavier, bigger, and harder to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only difference. So it, it's something that helps out. And you can actually... They built the game in such a way that before certain in- totem encounters, there's enough stickers to pick up a totem Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So definitely watch out for that because I think up before the uh, the grass trial, you can get a uh, you can get forty totem stickers, which is enough to go get Marowak before the grass trial. So just food for thought, food for thought. Uh, Whimsicott informed me of this because we were actually talking back to back to Island Scan. Uh, this is the thing I forgot to mention was the uh, double point codes are actually still available for this game. Uh, I'll link to some of the double point codes for for uh, QR codes for Island Scan in the show notes of the show, and you guys can use them because it'll you can do two Island Scans a day then um, because it'll they're twenty points instead of ten, and I would definitely I would definitely suggest using them. But the other thing that Whimsicott brought up to me was that the Magirna QR code still works on Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just need to have beaten the Elite Four to use it. Yeah, so that's really interesting. So you can get Magirna uh, very easily because that QR code is probably still floating around. If not, we'll link it in the show notes so that you guys can find that as well. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to pick up all of your Z crystals that you might not have been able to get easily, like the event Z crystals. Uh, Peak Ashium Z is in Pikachu Valley, I believe. If you just bring the Ash Hat Pikachu to it, right? Yeah. We mentioned this in the last episode, but I thought it was worth repeating because it's kind of like they did mention this Ash Hat Pikachu, the one you get from the movie QR code, is gonna mm-hmm. trigger an event in Pikachu Valley. And I brought it to Pikachu Valley and nothing was happening. I was like, hmm, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And so I did what every gamer worth their soul does. I clicked on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you bring your Pikachu with the hash hat in your party and you talk to the female Pikachu, that's the last Pikachu on the right, and she's gonna give you Pikachu Noom Z. Ah, uh, that's not, that's like a boring event. That's a super boring event. It's actually kind of funny because the person who's behind the Pikachu essentially tells you that she's giving you the Pikachu Noom Z because she's in love with your fancy Pikachu and his hat. <laughs> Okay, that's silly. Uh, you can get the rest of the Z crystals from a man in the Tidesong Hotel on Akala if you bring the specific Pokemon, such as the Marshadium Z and uh, Snorlax. And Munium Z, I think. And Munium Z. That makes sense. Munium Z. Yeah. All of these things that were once events are no longer events because they'll just hand them to you. It feels so bad. <laughs> like, it's going to feel the same way with, like, the, uh, the Megastones. Megastones? Yeah. Because all of the Mega Stones are available in this game. But guess where they are, guys? Uh, they're locked away at the Battle Tree. Get those battle points. At least it's easier this time, though, with Mantine Surf. Mantine Surf is a godsend. Oh, I love Mantine Surf. You get, like, 10 BP anytime you do it. Yep. It's nuts. And it's like I love a five-minute, ten-minute thing. It's like... Yeah. And there's longer ones, I... too, that are so... Yeah, I'm not even upset about it, either, because it is it is fun to play. Exactly. Way more fun than getting completely clobbered by insane, almost cheating strategies in the battle tree. 
I thought Battle Tree in general was just really I Battle Tree and Battle Mason, they're the same thing. Oh are just horrible ways to do that. It's just it's super grindy and I don't feel any sense of accomplishment getting like two hundred battles in a row or something like that. Yeah, they I I just feel gross. Go ahead, Shane. They did change one thing we were talking about a little bit ago. Um they made the initial part of Battle Tree easier. So like to unlock super battles, you can use like any Pokemon and any it'll keep whatever level they are. So like you want to use your you want to use your necrozma your level 100 necrozma you can just throw it in there and it'll be level 100. That's nice. But I that, mean at least they made it easier like a barrier of entry that is easier. Yeah. So it's like that's. So you can get the you can get. Do they still do the Kanto Megastones or the Kanto Starter Megastones through that as well? I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't actually gotten to it. We were just talking and found that out. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's really interesting. Another one is uh, the Roto Lotto. I don't know about you guys, but I miss it all of the time. But I've been catching a, it more lately. You've been catching it more? Yeah, so apparently anytime Rotom's eyes are like half closed, you're, or squinty, I guess is the way to put it, you can actually interact with him and you get like a heart for your friendship. If you do this enough, um, Rotom's going to be annoying and give you a nickname. And after that, you can Roto Lotto like every one or two interactions you have. I don't have these interactions happening that often to me. I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm doing it wrong, Shamu. I it just I just catch it now. It's just like I, I don't know. I thought I thought I thought it was when his eyes are flashing, not when they are when half he, closed. When they're half closed, you get the relationship. So when they're half closed, you can trigger an interaction. Yeah. Oh shoot! I need to do that. They're always half closed. Yeah. He's probably been waiting on me forever. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I noticed that his eyes were squinty in this one. I'm like, that's weird, and I touched it, and then things happened. Oh, I, I just thought, like, it had a different personality from the Rotom in Pokemon Sun and Moon, who was a lot sassier. No, not at all. Oh, man, I suck. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, it's not bad, because, uh, and then the Rotolotto is also locked if you change your clock. Uh, it's twenty once it's a 24-hour sus- suspend if you change your clock, just like everything else in Pokemon. So just a note, I don't like that because they don't think of daylight savings time when they do those things. Exactly. Because it happens, and I, I wish there was a way in the game you could just change daylight savings time or something like that. but Or give you like an hour of wiggle room, essentially. Mm. Make the people who are going to cheat with time things work for it by having to like go in and out of the game 24 times to change their clock. <laughs> you know, I that's all I'm saying. You know, give, do something like that. Do something forgiving. People are going to cheat anyway. It's fine. Honestly, they should just put like a daylight saving time option in the 3DS and be done with it. It's not honestly that, hard. that that is probably the better way to do it. I agree with you. Um, so finally, I just want to end this with this. This is a big one: is that there's new shiny hunting methods. Yay! What? I know, right? I, uh, I can go over it a little bit, but I don't know. I I I know I know about it actually. It's not that's um, not anything too much. It's when because when you're riding. Like, well, so so let's let's start from the beginning. Okay. Um, so there was the SOS method in Sun and Moon that everybody got a hold of, and that was how you shiny hunt. That's how you EV train, whatever. First of all, they reduced that to um, Pokemon only calling once in the wild. Uh, you have to use adrenaline ore to trigger the rest, which is super nice, so that you don't get caught in endless battles. See, I thought I thought that was true because you told me so in the last episode. Yeah. But then I was doing a lot of trial. And oh I'm, no no no! If you're doing if you're doing the totems, exactly. But not the, just totems the totems don't count. Even the totems even don't the count. other even the other Pokemon during the trial, 
and I was yeah, that's different. I was caught off guard. <laughs> that one's different, but if in like wild interactions, it's really hard for them to call more than once for Pokemon or get one more than one helper, which is so much nicer than it was before. Oh yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I might be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's been two days, so. Uh, you need an adrenaline orb for that one, but they included a new thing in the post game. We were this is already in a in a trailer, so this doesn't spoil you too much, Whimsicott. Um, in the end of the game, you get to travel through uh like ultra space on the back of Solo Galeo slash Lunala, depending on what game you played. Yeah, and in those you have the portals that lead you to legendaries, ultra beast, all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, when you're going through that, some of the portals will actually have a shiny, pretty ring around it. And so the farther you go into Ultra Space, the more likely that one of the portals with the ring around it is going to contain a shiny Pokemon. And there's actually a preset list uh, of Pokemon. With that, in this. Uh, sh- the ring too, uh, is, it, is it actually mm-hmm. shiny ring or, cause I know the, during the tutorial, they like, there's different. It's, it's, uh, so there's different color portals. That's, yeah, different that's, color portals have different color things, but around the rings, the, they'll also have shiny things. Because there's, di- uh, there's four different levels of rings. Yes. Uh, the the farther you go in, you get better. You get better rings. Yeah, and you have to like get all the things um, to keep speed to make it easier to get further. And then after a while, it's like you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. And you cry. <laughs> There's several different types. The pretty. You just want the, you want your ultra wormhole to look pretty. That's the answer. This is making me so happy. Like, I can't wait to get to that part of the game. Yeah, and I mean, there's a few Pokemon that you can get shiny outside. The legendaries are different. Um, These other ones are shiny, and it's uh, determined as soon as you get in the wormhole. So if you save there, you find it's a shiny. You can soft reset for natures and stuff like that, and it'll still be shiny. Ooh. Uh, So uh, Quagsire is available in this method. Lombre, Floatzel, Stunfisk, Babarical. Uh, Nuzleaf, Grumpig, Drapion, Audino, Heliolisk, Swellow, Altaria, Yanmega, Sigilyph, Swana, and Macargo, Medicham, Hippowdon, Abomasnow, and Crustle. These are the ones that are available in this method. Meh. None of them are phenomenal, but I mean, if you want to go, I think I think Yanmega is actually the coolest out of all of them. Um, Audino is probably the cutest shiny, but whatever. Okay, it's what. To each their own. That's where I'm going to leave that one. Yeah. And, well, yeah, it's the new shiny hunting method. Uh, you can go watch any streamer right now, and they're probably doing it. So <laughs> that's that's how Twitch works, I've learned. So that is going to be it for that. I don't think there's anything else I want to touch on unless there's anything oh, I forgot, guys. Um, I'm going to touch one more thing on that. The, the oh, writing. yes. I missed that. I missed that. We skipped the bullet point. I, oh, I forgot to go I back to it. I was talking about the uh, writing thing still. So okay, go for it. When you first do it, it's actually um, I guess light spoiler, not really. It's gyroscope. Yeah, gyroscope controls and to tilt and everything. Yeah, to Game Freak to change it to just directional. Yeah, and Hia Hia City. Yeah, so just want to mention that for people who didn't know or. Yeah, not. you can put it to circle pad so your life is easier. Yes, yeah, so I find that very helpful. Uh, my my hand hurts these days, yeah. and yeah. that made me so much to go. Holding the 3DS Excel is is a chore, actually. And even then, after a while, like I was trying to get a hold, get a hang of it. it the controls just kind of go away after a moment. Like you don't have really any control over it after you get so far in. Mm, it's like interesting. It's like because it's like 
I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the gyroscope, kind of not. No, it's just Tetris. Oh. You're supposed to lose at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's true, actually. It's built in so that you don't have enough energy to go too far. Yeah. And it only goes so far, and then it just sucks you into a wormhole. That could have been what happened. Yeah, no, the wormholes actually have gravitational pull, and they pull you in. Oh, they'll pull you in, yeah, I know. I mean, like, it was a point, too, where I was just like, I couldn't really move around a lot, and it was like, mm. so. Interesting. I don't know. All right, so that is it. No, there was another thing about Ultra Space you wanted to do. Yes, uh, there is one more thing. You can get the Cantonian evolutions, Cantonian evolutions. I learned that's the that's the proper terminology for that from, through this game. Um, you can get like Raichu, Marowak, Executor, all the Kanto versions of those if you evolve those Pokemon in Ultra Space. Because you're so not you evolve, technically in Alola. I love you're not that. in Alola. Exactly. So it, it's a nice little attention to detail. Like you can't get a Rattata or a Meowth or something, but you can get uh, a Raichu, a Marowak, an Executor, stuff like that. And this is how you get both Raichus into VGC 18. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you get both Raichus in VGC 18. You get uh, Mar- both Marowaks and both Executors, but I doubt anybody's going to use both of them. So No, but or- I, I mean, I, I, I'm not even sure you can use both of them because you uh, can you repeat Pokedex numbers in um, VGC team? I don't think so. No, no, you can't use both of them at the same time, but you can use exactly. both of them. You can use both of them uh, in VGC. I mean, I, I think probably both of in the general. Raichus have their own very slight merits in VGC. We're going to see. doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> it was just, we were wondering about this uh, like a few episodes ago, and now we have the answer. Yeah, absolutely. So that is going to be it for the topic today. So we are going to take a short commercial break, guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Ah, hey, Scron, you wouldn't have anything to drink, would you? Why, I just so happen to have this extra can of green Tauros. I mean, yeah, that'll work. All right, here you go. It definitely won't give you hooves. (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) Ah, That really hit the spot with the... Uh, definitely not sugar flavor, and it, it's it really just tastes like heaven. Oh, I dropped a can. Oh man, my hands are totally hooves. Gotcha. <laughs> Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Poke of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 741, Oricorio, the dancing Pokemon. So it's Ultra Sun Pokedex entry for Oricorio Bale, Bael, I don't, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but uh. Bale. Bale, but whatever. Probably. Uh, it wins the hearts of its enemies with its passionate dancing and then uses it the, and then uses the opening it creates to burn them up with blazing flames. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. They're great. Yep. They're all great. Yep. Oracorio, let me tell you. So Shamu is so fond of this. Shamu, tell us about Oracorio and its stats. So it's got 75 HP, and then it has 70 in attack, defense, and special defense. And then it's got 93 in speed and a 98 in special attack. Which, it's not terrible. No, for what it is, it's not terrible. It could be worse. I'm okay with that. I'm or okay better, with it. Preferably better. 
And it could be one of four types. You just get to choose. Yeah, generally you'd probably not go ghost or psychic. They're not bad, but... Like, hmm. electric is probably the best defensively. And then fire is probably, I would say, the better one offensively. But you do have to deal with stealth rock in that situation. Mm. Which is a bit eh. But um, we do... The one thing the Oracle now has, though, is it got Icy Wind. So we actually have more coverage. Ooh, interesting. Nice. That it got Icy Wind. So I didn't realize use, that. Um, you can use Icy Wind and then another a different hidden power other than ice. That's super interesting. So, like, if you want... You could actually probably do a four-move four offensive set with, like, Revelation Dance, Hurricane, Icy Wind, and then whatever. Yeah, Like, absolutely. hidden power... Fi- not fire, but... Or well, the fire or something if you are the electric one, but I doubt you'd do that. Maybe like mm-hmm. ground or fighting. I not sure exactly which one you would want over what. Depending Interesting. On what, depending on your team, I would say. Or even then, you could just run a like work or setup move or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I would probably run something like hidden power grass. Grass wouldn't be bad either. That's probably a better one to hit water. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. So let's look at Oracorio on Smogon. Uh, all of them essentially have the same set. Yeah. It's uh, so first of all, Oracorio is in the PU tier. It's that good. It's, it's, it's too good. They had to get. They couldn't keep it. No, you. They had to bring it down to PU. It, it came all the way around. It just went full circle. <laughs> <laughs> it, it broke AG and just went back down to the bottom. All right. So typically, you're going to run Calm Mind, Hurricane, Revelation Dance. And maybe like Roost or U-Turn or Substitute, depending on what you want to do. If you want to run a bulky Oriacorio or or if you just want to run a heavy hitter. And you can run, you know, Special Attack and Speed Investment. Probably should because those are its best stats. And it also gets access to Flynium Z. So you can actually Z Hurricane, which is really nice. Like that's really, really nice. That does a lot of damage, especially after a Calm Mind or two. I, yeah. need to pl- I want to really play PU and try some of these mods out. Yeah. You know, one of these days, Shamu, we need to do a battle cast on like PU. I'm game. We should definitely do it. I'm a fan. Next month, December. Here we go. <laughs> battle cast on PU. <laughs> Make PU part of the Puckle Fence stream. Uh, we, that'd be so bad. <laughs> it would be. But it'd that'd be, be so bad. All right. So, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about Oracorio other than it's not that great. Uh, the TCG, however, uh, or, or what is it called? Guardians Rising? Decided to give it four cards each for for each style. I'm not going to go over all of them because Pom Pom is trash. At least um, it can uh, it can Oko uh, OGX. It's trash. Uh, <laughs> it wrong. can Oko after like three turns of setup. Two turns. It's fine. It's fine. So Oracorio, the uh, the ballet style or bail. I don't even know how to say it. It's fine. The fire type Oracorio is uh, one that Shamu is very familiar with. Oh. It is a deck called Oracorio Stun. Uh, 90 HP, 1 fire energy. Search your deck for up to 3 basic fire type Pokemon and put them on your bench. Then shuffle your deck. And then it's like a it's like a, a Bridget, essentially. Yeah, it's actually not bad for what it is. Like just That's not a, terrible. Like I'm surprised that that's not played in Volcanion. Originally, the, the Oracorio Stun deck was Volcanion. Yeah, that's interesting. It was Volcanion with like a Growlithe because I was bored. Mm-hmm. And like, I just thought Oracorio, I'm like, eh, that'll work. Put that in. 
And I'm like, yeah. I kind of want to use this attack. And For two fire energy, you kindle yep. for 30, but you discard an energy from this Pokemon. If you do, discard an energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. I can see some abuse there with the burning energy. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah, and then you throw burning energy and just abuse it and just keep going. That that sounds abusive, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's pretty what it is. You can get that set up pretty fast. Yeah, no, it's not hard. You can just get either like a Max Elixir Broom done. Max Elixir yeah, that's not bad at all. Patch. The uh, Power Style Oracorio also has a card. That one's only notable due to its ability, Vital Dance, which is essentially a professor's letter, but a Pokemon. Yeah. You get to search your deck for two basic energies and put them in your hand. It'd be better some if... people, Some people play it as a professor's letter, but just put a professor's letter. Yeah, the only thing, like, I could see it being good in would be, like, the uh, Mega Gardevoir deck, but that's not even a thing anymore because we don't have Skyfield and it's just Exactly. Not, it's... Because that would be the only other reason to be decent is something like that or Rainbow Road. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that we don't have Skyfield anymore. So, like, those decks aren't as good or worthwhile to run. The last one is the, uh, what is it, the Sensu style? The Psychic yep. type. Or not the Psychic type, the Ghost type. Uh, or a Choreo. It's Psychic type in the TCG because of the same type. But it gets two attacks, both one colorless energy. Um, Supernatural Dance is the way to play it because a lot of people were using Vespaquin when this card came out. And when you play that and nobody plays Vespaquin anymore, it doesn't matter. But Supernatural Dance, for each of your opponent's, po- uh, for each Pokemon in your opponent's discard pile, put one damage counter on your opponent's Pokemon in any way you like. That's pretty nice, especially if you're playing something like Night March. I, I don't know if this card is seeing a lot of play in Expanded or not. Uh, I think it's like I, a one I'm not familiar. I said. Yeah, I can see it as a one of to like counter, uh, Night March. I just remember, because I remember like peeking into like some expanded stuff, and I just remember hearing a bunch of text, and this was one of them. Just like you just run a one of this, one of that, one of. Yeah, you run, I mean, if you run a one of this, you'll stop Night March. Yeah. Because, I mean, you go up there, they have, say, nine Pokemon on their discard, or something like that. There's nine You do that, chapters. and then you can knock out three Joltics. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, I think you can probably knock out, like, a Pumpkaboo and a Joltic. And a Joltic, yeah. yeah so. That's 90 damage, so that's really nice. You can knock out two of them for one attack, which is really, really nice. So, kudos to them. Kudos. All right, so are there, is there any trivia on Oracorio other than it's a burden can change types? Not really. It's just like... Oh, okay, guess what? It's a burden that can change types. Uh, I guess the only weird thing is uh, when opening up Pokemon Refresh, all four forms of Oracorio use Bale Styles to cry. That's really weird. Yeah, everything else is just like, oh, it's uh. That must just be like an oversight. Yeah, it's probably, probably. Yeah. It's probably just an oversight in the coding. It's, and in the other trivia, it's just like, oh, it corresponds to whatever island. Like Pom Pom, Melee Melee, Pow is Akala. Arcala, Absolutely. Bale's yeah. Ula Ula, Sensu is Pony. It's like, I don't even consider that. No, that's not trivia. It's fine. No, it's, it's what Oricorio is. Yes, absolutely. All right. So that is going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. So check out PuckoPodcast.com for more exciting content. Probably none of it Oricorio. So it we be will. Oricorio. It better be. We're going to go and kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! 
It's time for the mailbag. Mail. And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. I like that you were really far away. Uh, what was it caught? That made my day. So <laughs> I know you like it, so I did it again. So if you're new to the show, the uh, the mailbag segment is the segment of the show where we read listener emails. We also we, we read them. That's that's all there is to it. But you can send us one by sending an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We usually take your thoughts in. Uh, we asked you guys what you thought of Ultrasound and Ultra Moon this week. Obviously, it's been like three days since the game came out, so nobody has a good email for it yet. So we have a couple of emails today, though, that we do want to go through. So let's go ahead and just read them. Um, and so we typically have a mailbag question. Uh, this one was obviously, what do you think of Ultrasound and Ultra Moon? No response as of yet. So let's go ahead. And this first one is going to be from Vibranium. He says, no green Taurus badge and like asterisks to make sure that I notice. So... <laughs> Uh, he's good. That, like, that already puts him in, like, that's, like, 90% of the requirement to get a green Taurus badge, which is the prize for having the best email of the episode. So, here we go. From Vibranium. Greetings, Supreme Leader Thatch and other subordinates of our fearless leader. That makes it sound so bad. Like, I'm a dictator or something. I uh, mean... Vi- Vibranian here, writing into the mailbag for the first time in my four-year span of listening to the podcast. First, I first started listening to the podcast after playing through my old version of Pearl my junior year of high school. Side note, Gen 4 was one of the best. Hashtag bingo card, hashtag roast Thatch, if Thatch reads this. Ha-ha. I am reading it, and he roasted me. I didn't. That's not even why I chose this email. Uh, I thought, I wonder if there are any Pokemon podcasts. After many other failed tries at finding the perfect podcast, I stumbled upon Puckle and was immediately hooked. I am now a sophomore in college. I have played through almost every version of the game over the last year, having gotten into breeding, competitive play, and the TCG online. I'm so sorry. I hope (laughs) hope we weren't, like, terrible influences on your life. Now on to the mailbag. I could not be more stoked about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I have pre-ordered my copy of Ultra Sun and cannot wait. My thoughts on the game. Well, I cannot wait to finally go back to Kanto with all the Kanto references <laughs> from the last game, and now with Rainbow Rocket about to play a major role in the game, I think we'll get through the game, and Lily will show up and take us back to the place that started it all after we kick Team Rocket out of Alola. On a serious note, though, I think it'll be a great new story with tons of new features that build upon what Sun and Moon did. He wasn't wrong. Uh, no, he was completely right. Yeah. Before I sign off, I have a question for the co-hosts. Ooh, we have time for those today. Mm. Uh, looking back, what was your favorite memory from Sun and Moon? Mine was when I finally bred my first six IV Pokemon, which was a Regenerator Marini. Mm. Oh, man. Favorite memory from Sun and Moon? Just playing it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know. I just remember getting the game and, like, sitting down and just, like, powering through it. Yeah. That was a, that was a time. It was, no. it was a good time. I don't know. I don't know if there's any specific moment. Like from I Sun do. and Moon. Oh, go for it. I want to hear I this have one. Caught. Like the best absolute moment in Sun and Moon was vindication of me not wanting to be spoiled because I had not managed to figure out that Cosmog evolved into Cosmem and then into Solgaleo. <laughs> and so it was a complete surprise to me. And when Lila's backpack flew into the energy vortex and Cosmem, which I thought was just another form of Cosmog, I didn't know it was its own Pokemon, 
evolved into Solgaleo, and I was like, <gasps> Nebby was Solgaleo all along. Mind blown. And I like to think that Game Freak made you be birthed just to represent the feeling I had in that moment. <laughs> it's sunshine, I, rainbows, and heads exploding. I That's just, my favorite memory. I remember very Moon. clearly before Sun and Moon came out that we all took a note at how it was uh, the Sogaleo GX and Lunala GX cards that were announced uh, prior to Sun and Moon coming out were they had missing. the top come off in promotional the, material. Yeah. Exactly. All the tops cut off and we're just like, ah, oh, no. But I didn't uh, know that. I wasn't following the Yeah, TCG. you weren't following. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then I remember the, the Sogaleo box got leaked then as well before Sun and Moon came out because the, the, they actually had boxes come out on the same day as the release of Sun and Moon. And in the TCG box, the image got leaked and you could see that it was a stage two evolution. And I'm just like, yep, it probably evolves from that one thing that has the ears that look like its face. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I do remember that very vividly. Uh, sorry for the... those are ears? Oh, cool. I thought those were arms. I have no idea what Cosmog is. They're appendages. <laughs> They're appendages. That is the okay, answer. Cool. Uh, sorry for the somewhat long email. I don't know if it's up to Fluffy's standards, though. Oh no, brother, no. No, it's not. Uh, thank. This is like the good. This is like the perfect right, like length email. Thank you all for all you do and the hundreds of hours of entertainment you've given me. Catch y'all on the flip flop. Vibranium out. All thank right. Thank you for appreciating our podcast so yes, much. Yes, thank you very much for the email. We we appreciate hearing from everybody all the time. All yeah, right, that so, was a really great question. I loved answering yeah. it. Uh, we have more questions from the next email from Toast, if you want to jump into that fluffiest. Okay, I just need to find it. Uh, it's the newest one. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I'm so uh-huh. sorry. I usually put this on the on the uh, outline. No, no, I've got this. I've got this. The subject is, hey, it's the Puckle Podcast, and this is an email. Very the email actually says, Hi friends, I'm very old. That's all I had to say. Signed, nah, just plain. It's been many moons since I've emailed the podcast. Figured now's a good time as any given Ultrasound and Ultra Moon just dropped today as of sending this email. Glad it's still around and kicking, although I didn't recognize any faces in the Discord server. But that's a good thing. I'm glad more people have found and enjoy this podcast. Anyway, I don't so much have questions looking for advice as much as I do more philosophical discussion questions I want to hear talked about. So, I've hardly ever been one to nickname my Pokemon unless I've been struck by some sort of inspiration. Don Juan the Ferret, Ratchet the Pikachu, Infinity the Blaziken, Kevin the Durant. But more recently I've started realizing, as cheesy as it is, that those Pokemon I nickname become a lot more memorable to me. I remember nicknaming my Zapdos Dolphin when I first played Pokemon Silver because I was really embarrassed that Fampy kept running away whenever I'd run into one and I really wanted a Dolphin, so I just nicknamed my Pokemon Dolphin to get over it. This is the best story ever. <laughs> um, but if you ask me to name any Pokemon from my Pokemon Sapphire playthrough besides Sceptile, I'm just going to be drawing blanks. So I guess my question is threefold. First, do you nickname all, some, or none of your Pokémon? Second, how well do you remember your in-game teams from past games? 
Um, are we just going to answer it all at the end? Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so my third question, though, is a bit different. So thinking about it, isn't it just a little weird to be shouting out, Pikachu, the horn! I'm not talking about the absurdity of aim for the horn. I mean that we refer to our Pokemon by their breed when there are so many of most of them around. And I really want to talk too much here, since I call my cat Kitty, and he doesn't really have another name. But if you've got a Golden Retriever, odds are you're not gonna be shouting out, Golden Retriever, fetch the ball! You're gonna be saying, good boy, Fido. So my third question is, isn't that weird? When, if Pokemon existed in the real world, we'd almost all use nicknames for our Pokemon. Like, there wouldn't even be a question of, do you nickname your Pokemon? I get it in the sense of it's just a game, but even in the anime, nicknames aren't common. It seems interesting that the world of Pokemon is one where nicknames are fine for Pokemon, but they're far from the norm. Wonder why that is. Anyway, just food for thought. Peace later. Toast. Alright, so do we nickname Pokemon at all? That's the first question yes. he asked. Uh, okay. I think I think our first. I think terms of nicknames for like Shamu and myself versus you Whimsicott are different. Hmm. So because I I assume you nickname Pokemon like through playthroughs. Yes. Right, and so I know that Shamu and I like personally in playthroughs. I I don't know. I don't want to speak for Shamu, but I don't nickname Pokemon through playthroughs. I do. I oh, like Shamu. Does he hates me? I like. Uh, if I can't find a good name, like, I'll sadly skip it, but, like, mm-hmm. I started doing it now because it's just kind of, it's kind of fun just to have, like, felt like I can just reference something and no one knows what the heck I'm talking about. And it's just, like, <laughs> I, I... I personally don't, just because it, this is personal for me. Like, my sense of immersion is based on, like, the anime's view of the Pokemon world, right? Which I think, I think the games are getting better at emulating, personally. Yeah. Mm. And so... It, it honestly because the Pokemon world doesn't nickname as often, I find that my sense of immersion is better if I don't nickname Pokemon. Well, I think like knowing why the anime does not nickname Pokemon is just I mean they don't nickname Product. Pokemon because it's an anime for kids and kids are gonna be very confused if a Pikachu is not called a Pikachu every single time. Mm-hmm. You know? They're gonna learn the wrong name, like, uh, you don't know, like, all of the people who watch Game of Thrones and think Daenerys' name is Khaleesi, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and You're not wrong. Exactly. So, I I just, I love nicknaming my Pokemon. I, I feel bad if I don't, and as I was saying in the last episode, like, I caught a Wingull in my half Nuzlocke. And I don't like Wingull, even though you spent two episodes ago, like, half an hour saying how good Pelipper is. I don't... I mean, I like Wingull. I hate Pelipper. There, there's just too many of them in Hoenn. Like, I'm fed up with You're them. right. So I caught a Wingull, and I was like, you're fine, but then you're gonna evolve, and why are you here? And then I came up with a nickname. I, I called my Wingull Hasetsu, which hmm. is a convoluted reference to a very sweet scene from Yuri on Ice. And suddenly, Hasetsu was in my heart. I loved him. I I could not part from Hasetsu because his nickname reminds me of something that I have very fond memories of. And I think... And it happens with all of my Pokemon. Like, either I give them a nickname that 
reminds me of something I like or I give them a nickname that makes me laugh because I make myself laugh all the time. It's very sad. And <laughs> I, the only Pokemon I don't nickname in my playthroughs are like, if I'm hatching eggs, I'm obviously not gonna name every single thing that comes out of an egg. Mm-hmm. And in this playthrough, I had to catch a few Pokemon just as extras. You know, like the Pokemon that the NPCs in the Pokemon Center ask you to get for them, or just Pokemon to fill up the boxes to complete the Pelago. And those are, you know, not part of my half Nuzlocke. So those don't have nicknames. So I can distinguish between the Pokemon I can use or the Pokemon I can't use. Mm. Second question. Yeah, second question. Wow, that was a good answer. I'm just, I was just in it. Um, how well do you remember your in-game teams from past games? I always remember my first playthrough, if anything. Yeah. Uh, just because I try not to repeat my first playthrough of a game on my mm-hmm. like second playthrough. Like, I'm playing Ultra Sun now. I'm going to play Ultra Moon probably near the end of the week. And I'm not going to want to copy that team. Uh, I Also, for this team, I go, my first playthrough of Moon, I used a Raquinid. I'm not using a Raquinid again. So, I, I mean, I, that's how I remember. It's mostly to be like, I want to be unique and try different things. And try. I, I really try to use it in, in the game because you can get away with pretty much any Pokemon in game. Outside of maybe like Pukumuku or something like that. <laughs> and you can get away with any ga- Pokemon you want. And I want to try to use things that I would never use, especially competitively. There's so many Pokemon competitively that you would just never use. I was use, I'm using a Jinx right now. I would never use a Jinx. And I want to make sure that I can use a Pokemon like that. And yeah. that's, a, that's a big thing to me. And so I always try to use something different because I don't want to miss out on an experience of using a Pokemon I've never used before. Though, of exactly. course, like occasionally, like after like 10 years, you have to repeat yourself. But that's fine. Sometimes. I don't care. Shomu? Um, I, I generally remember them. If anything, I remember, like, a couple Pokemon. Like, I remember my son playthrough. Like, I remember mm-hmm. my team on there. But, like, Oras, I don't really remember anything other than Swampert. Interesting. Like, I'm trying to think of other things I had on there, but, like, nothing's really coming to mind. Hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, well, Mimsicott? I generally remember my teams for most of the playthroughs I do because I tend to pick my teams in advance. Like, I look at the Pokedex and I go, I want this, 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 and that. I don't think I remember all of the Pokemon I used in Pokemon Red. I'm not entirely sure. I think I can probably pull it together if I really try, but it was a long time ago. But, you know, the joke is on me because I say I usually remember them and... One of the Pokemon I used in my Pokemon Sun playthrough was Lorantis, and there was that one episode of Game Corner. <laughs> Where you completely Scron- forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot that Fomantis existed and Scron and Snag spent half an hour desperately trying to make me remember that Fomantis was a thing and it was terrible. That's hilarious. All right. <laughs> For so everyone that- who isn't me. The last question was, is it weird that people are calling Pokemon by their species? And not? I think we answered that already. I think this is more of a discussion point is that I think, I think they do it because, one, well, first of all, it's probably marketing. You want the kids to recognize this as a Pikachu. Yes. And if you have three Pikachu in the anime all with different names, they all look identical, but they have different names. And it's going to be confusing to kids. It's going to hurt their product selling aspect, you know. And mm-hmm. I think I think having Ash's Pikachu wear a hat in the games, that's fine. And 
But if you get to somewhere where you're just like, oh, yeah, each of these Pikachus has a different name, doesn't work. I think for novelty, having a nickname in there every once in a while, in the case of, like, Richie, I think it's a lot of fun. But I think if you're trying to sell toys, you need to just speak the, uh, speak the Pokemon's name. And they yeah. also say their name. That's like their language. Exactly. I mean, it's uh, it's a whole thing where you want to make it as memorable as possible so that mm-hmm. even a very small child is going to look at the Pokemon and say, Mama, I want a Squirtle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, like, it makes, the ki- it makes it easier for the kids to memorize the names. And it, let's talk about the PokeRap for a second. And <laughs> just talk about, like, the marketing scheme that is. Oh, boy. Like, you, the entire point of the PokeRap was to be like, hey, you memorize this song with all the names of the characters that we put in here so that you can know what they are when you go to the store to buy them. And, yeah, yeah. so that's the whole point of the PokeRap. And I, I, think that, I think that just follows through there as well. I mean, it's a little weird, uh, but I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I think all of us have been ingrained that Pokemon is that way. And without being in like a context, we're, we're very compartmentalized in our viewing of the Pokemon anime as well. We're just following around a few characters and we te- typically never see more than one Pokemon of the same species in this, in like, in something. And if there are more than one Pokemon of a species, they are typically nicknamed in the anime, right? Yeah. Like if you have, I, I think that I recall an anime <coughs> episode where there's a bunch of Donphin. The Donphin have slightly different na- versions of the name Donphin or something like that. And um, one of them was named Zapdos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also, even in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you see this as well. When um, there is a part of, the, part of it that involves Charger Bugs, and there's nine of them. Oh. And so what they call them is they call <laughs> it Charger 1, Charger 2. No, no. Charger, uh, say it, Shamu. Tell, one debug, me. two debug, three debug, four debug, five debug, six debug, seven debug, eight debug, and nine debug. <laughs> yeah, they call, they call them by that to differentiate them. And so... It does exist in the in that universe, but they typically only do it when there's multiple of the same Pokemon, uh, so they can differentiate, and it's pretty silly. So that's that's where I think we should leave that one. And so that is going to be the end of our show today. So if you want to email Wait. us next time, a oh, green Taurus badge, it goes to uh, it goes to Vibranium because he gave me a nice little reminder, and I just want people to know that that is ninety percent of getting a green Taurus badge is to reminding fair, me you don't have one. To be fair, his email was good, and he had a good question, and he probably yeah. would have gotten it anyway. So. Exactly. So if you want to win the Green Taurus badge yourself, you uh, first of all, go to the website Vibranium and submit for it. It's all yours when we get around to approving badges at some point. And I haven't done it in forever. I feel awful. And so if you want to email the podcast, you can do so by emailing us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Our question is going to stand to be, what are your thoughts of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? Because by next episode, we're probably going to do the full review of it. So definitely do that. We appreciate your emails. If you want to ask us any questions, we would appreciate that. And uh, I think that's it. So if you want to check out more Puckly goodness during your week, you can do so by following us on our social media. You can follow us at Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those are on our website, PucklePodcast.com. You can just find us there. We are Puckle on Facebook. We are at PucklePodcast on Twitter. And it's r slash Puckle on Reddit. All of those social media outlets are a great way to find out about what's happening real-time in Puckle. We'll post if we're doing a stream. We'll post if we're doing videos, if we're doing an extra episode, something like that. Great place to find us. Uh, you can also interact with us and have a good time talking to other Pokemon fans at our Discord server. The invite link is in the show notes. So if you would like to sign up for our Discord, you could do so there. You can also get a link to it on our website, clicking the chat tab. 
Uh, also, this week, we're going to be having a Battlecast episode, so definitely check that out. I believe Shamu and I are going to be talking about OU along with uh, Geo. Oh, wait, that already happened, actually. Never mind. I don't know why I'm hyping it. It happened on Thursday, guys. You missed it. Uh, <laughs> go and listen to it mm-hmm. if you want to learn about some OU and hear our opinions on how move tutors are going to change things. So, also, check out Game Corner uh, this week on Thursday. Um, it is the Tournament of Champions Snag is running. Uh, all of the former Game Corner winners. It's an extra Thursday, so he gets an extra epi- you get an extra episode of Game Corner this month. Check that out. Yay. And if you want to check out more Puckley content outside of just podcast, we do stream on Twitch. Jushiro typically does TCGs on Mondays. I typically do battles on t- Thursdays, though I don't. it depends on where I am in the game at this point. Uh, we might start doing some shiny hunts every once in a while. It sounds like fun. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do that on our Twitch, twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. Follow us there. If you want real time updates or just follow our social media where we'll tell you when we're on live or come to discord where Pucklebot will tell you when we're on live. Uh, if you want to watch some videos of our draft league matches, you can go check those out at YouTube slash puckle podcast. Those are still going live because we're just starting playoffs now. So it's really exciting. And finally, if you would like to support puckle in a financial way, you can do so in a couple different places. Uh, one, you can go to uh, T Public, our our new merch store. You can check that out down in the description. They're running sales all month. Black Friday just happened, and it's still going. So uh, Cyber Monday is the day this podcast comes out. So definitely check it out there. Um, they are running sales all month long until Christmas, essentially. So definitely check out T Public if you want some puckle merch or anything there. It all helps support the podcast and the community, and helps us do a lot of awesome things. And finally, if you want more direct support, um, you can do so, one, at Twitch. You can subscribe to us on Twitch as we are Twitch affiliates. Um, But you can also go to us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. You get a bunch of perks being there. Uh, One of the big ones being you get to be noted as a patron at the end of our podcast. And we'll thank you there personally. But there's also a load of other things there as well. And we're really close to releasing episode 6.5 to the public. (laughs) Oh, or to the patrons, not to the public, to the patrons. So you guys asked for it. Just remember that when it comes out. Um, that is it, though, guys. If you would like to uh, hear anything else, just tune in next Monday for the next episode of the Puckle Podcast where we're going to review the game, and I have Shamu and Sublime. So here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. And I am the Fluffy Swimsigood. And it's closing time. <laughs>
So guys, thank you for listening to this far in the show. I do have a couple of announcements to do since we did record this show a week before it came out. A few things have developed in the week. So first of all, if you are interested, Puckle is going to be doing an advent calendar this December. That means every day leading up to Christmas, we will be doing something. And that something is going to be giving away Pokemon. More details can be found on our website, pucklepodcast.com. We'll have a post about that Monday or Tuesday. So keep out, keep an eye out for that and keep following our socials because that'll be a way to figure out which Pokemon are given away and how to obtain those Pokemon. So we're really looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Second, as always, I would like to thank our patrons for helping us out and making the show possible and helping us do a lot of the awesome things that we do do on this show and in the community. So thank you to Regal Superior, 10 Little Men, duly noted Jonathan, Andrea, the fluffiest Wimsicott, Locke, Manga87, Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Jordan, and Claude9, as well as Jeremy, TJ, John, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew, Trevor, Eric, Reuse, Zenth, Jesse, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Traby, Matt, Greg, Christopher, Johnson, Ozzy, Alex, the British gent, Victor, Nicholas, and Beaverla. So once again, thank you, and all of our $1 patrons. Thank you for making the show possible and letting us have fun every week. So I will catch you guys all on the flip-flop next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 